0: on my gravestone it will say he watched more kickboxer than the people that made kickboxer
1: i don't want my cheese puffs to get moldy and, and old today. <laughs> so oh i've moved on to my, my little gummy snacks now
0: uh, i'm glad my concept has grasped
1: so the hair is long and curly in this movie along with some good special effects i might add
0: Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that turned down a private screening of The Force Awakens with J.J. Abrams because while he's a good filmmaker, he has no theater etiquette. I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Jeff Hicks. And we're going to have a fun one tonight. It's a monumental episode. We're going to do the roulette and then our final round of the year-long event that has been the Top 100. Um, and I'm sure everybody is waiting with bated breath to hear what movies we love. Probably not. We'll just sit around and say, this is fantastic, amazing, it's the greatest, one of the best, you know, <laughs> as <laughs> but, we always but,
1: do. But, <laughs> having said that, they are the greatest and the best ever because this is the top ten. That's right,
0: the final round. Until next year, when we are going to introduce a new segment for this particular slot...
2: Oh, oops. Uh, well, I missed to my be cue. Revealed later.
0: No, no, you're fine. No, 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 you're fine. I was gonna, just teasing, because I'm not actually going to say what it is. Oh, we'll just okay. reveal it later. Just hang around. But we got something <laughs> in the works. Uh, yep. Okay, uh, without further ado, let's get to the roulette where we force each other to uh, scour Netflix in search of those gems in the rough in the hopes of sharing them with you. Jess, you have pole position this episode. So, please, tell us about uh, Pod.
2: Okay, so yeah, I watched Pod. I, I picked that for a couple of reasons. One, I thought the cover looked really, really awesome, and I enjoy alien movies, so I thought, why not? And I'm trying to f- uh, catch up on some of the 2015 releases that I've missed in order to do some best of, worst of, year, uh, endless for bloody disgusting. So I watched Pod, and I gotta say I was disappointed I um, What the story is, is it's about two estranged siblings who uh, get together because their crazy PTSD suffering other brother has locked himself up in a cabin in the woods. Um, so they kind of go out to try and do uh, the world's worst, worst intervention ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it,
0: Worse than the, the Evil there... Dead remake? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes. Yes, it is. But, um... So, basically, he's he's trying to convince them that he's caught onto some kind of government ex- uh, conspiracy where there's aliens out in the woods taking people, and he supposedly has one locked up in the basement. And so, it, that's a fine enough premise. Pretty simple, but that that's what you expect from creature features anymore because they're so expensive to make, generally, if you want to do them right. Yeah. Um... And that's kind of where the movie falls apart. It's one, all of the characters are extremely unlikable and you only have three of them. So you're with them the entire time and they're just like the worst people to each other and to other, and to everyone. It's basically if you were hanging out with the awful siblings in your next, but only them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's these awful characters and the whole government conspiracy thing's not very interesting anymore because it's just the same old, same old mm. thing that, that we've seen a million times. And I will do a, a brief a kind of non-spoiler spo- spoiler in that the alien that they feature so prominently, like on the screenshot when you go to click it on Netflix is only there in the last, like, two minutes.
0: Oh, that's not fair.
2: Right. Yeah, it's it's cheesy. It's it's him just... his Him saying, don't go in the basement, don't go in the basement. I have it locked up down there. I have it locked up down there. And so they don't until the end, and then that's when it pops out, and you still don't even get to see it that well. It's, like, all shaky cam, lights out, flashlights kind of thing.
0: Oh, that so, sucks, because the yep. post... The poster was cool enough that it got me to click on it, and then I saw that screenshot of the thing, and was like, okay, we're not dicking around here. We got some right. real aliens in the woods going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
2: no, you only get the uh, sounds of aliens in the woods for about 90% of the movie.
0: Ah, that's too bad. Eugene, what yep. was that one movie uh, we both like? That one of the Blair Witch guys had something to do with, and it was rednecks in the woods. Oh, and damn! That
1: movie was so good. Altered? Um, was it not altered? Altered. Is it altered? Yes, altered. Jess, have you seen Altered?
2: I haven't, but I think it's been sitting oh. in my Netflix queue for a while. So it's that's still a good movie. Shit.
1: That, is, that a, is a gem in the.
0: Rough. I'm not sure, but I, I have the DVD of it. But that's a good. That's a pretty good movie, and that's kind of yeah. one
1: of the reasons I w- w- had hope for Pod. Yeah. Actually, uh, Josh is it Josh Wilson or uh, the the actual the one of the actors from Blair Witch Project uh is the main star of Altered. Um and Altered is uh, it has some some fantastic money shots in it cuz you can tell it's a low budget movie, mm-hmm. but uh there's like especially I'm not, I'm not sure Eric if you remember the end of that movie, but there yeah. is a killer UFO shot in that ending that is just awesome. Right. Yeah, I know. It uh, yeah, I definitely remember that. I was pretty I'm looking surprised. Up
2: it like now. Yeah. Eduardo Sanchez directed it. Yes. There you oh, go. Okay. But, yes. yeah.
1: which I believe that he also did lovely Molly which is he did, yes one of the best horror movies I think in the last three or four years really
2: that went I can't, that what, see was on Netflix instant and it just yes, looked it was like your normal
1: just kind of like <here>. it is <laughs> so kind <again>. of so uncomfortable <laughs> and creepy and gross yeah. it's so gross like wasn't that a roulette? Well, I, if it was, none of us took it. I, I bought it for cheap on Blu-ray mm. because it was from the guy that made Blair Witch. And so I'm like, okay. And um, it was it was so good. So good. And just uncomfortable. Out, like, the whole way through is, uh, it's not like overtly scary, but it's just one of those, uh, Eric, you, you kind of came up with it. It's the whole dread thing. Mm-hmm. The whole movie just feels dreadful. Um, In the best way. <laughs> in the best... In in the like Sinister. That, yeah. Sinister <laughs> is a good example of that. It's just... just ugh. It's just
2: dread-inducing.
1: Yes, dread-inducing. But uh, *Lovely Molly is great. But anyway, Pod. Yeah, so...
2: Yeah, uh, and the one thing that would attracted me to Pod... Have, have I have either of you watched Animal? It was like kind of a straight to... It's on Instant right now.
0: Yes. You did? I've, I watched that then, Eric. Oh, yes. yes, I did. I was waiting to hear your thoughts on it, Eugene. I didn't know if you made it through, but yeah, I I kind of enjoyed that movie. I, I, I reviewed enjoyed it on the too. Show.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it too, and I was kind of hoping for something maybe a little bit more along those lines, because yeah. you get to see, and that one you get to see a lot more mon- of the monster, whether, it, it, whether you like the look of it or not. It's still a practical monster, and that's
1: always nice to see. Agreed. Yeah. yeah I, the movie was okay. It wasn't yeah. bad. Um, But you're right. At least we get to see the monster, and should I chime in at this point? Because I watched Pod as well, Jess. Yeah, go for it. Um, We get uh, all the pod
2: on the podcast talk out.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I'll spend, I'll spend about 30 seconds on this. This thing was a piece of shit.
2: Yep. (laughs) I
1: hated this movie and I could tell it was one of those where I'm like, Oh, here we go. The first 10 minutes or so. I hated every single bad actor in this movie.
2: They're all terrible. They're all, especially
1: the, especially the girl. For some reason, her overacting drove me nuts because she was overacting. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Larry Fessenden, in the end, when he shows up, the government agent guy. You
0: can't have one show without Fessenden. No, no. no. You know,
1: could, could we could we have four people on the show and he be the other? He yes. should be the, our other. No, it's just uh, another coach. segment. It's time for the Fessenden Minute. Go ahead. <laughs> and this is what the did Fessenden you watch Minute
2: featuring Fessenden.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, but at least this one here, he didn't have the crazy hair. He had the. Uh, or anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just everything that Jeff Jeff said was right. I gave it a half of a star out of five. Ooh, Oof, I hated. I gave In it. Fact, I
2: gave it like a two.
1: Yeah, I, I, I. Well, when I get into that 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 level of like, okay, there's nothing redeemable about this, other than okay. the fact that th- that someone took the time to actually make a movie, and I appreciate that, and they had nice high def cameras, but. Everything about this is terrible. The best thing about it was the bad CGI alien in the end, and it was a bad CGI alien. Yep. So. <laughs> wow. Yep. Uh, uh, right. Real quick, before we go any further,
0: Jess, you said you give it like two stars. Yeah. Um, for the record, are you a four star, mm. five star, ten star? How, what, what scale do you use?
2: I'm a five star. Okay. Because I just go with like what Bloody Disgusting does with their skull ratings.
0: Mm-hmm. Which oh, actually, okay.
2: usually I don't when I write reviews for them, I actually don't put a rating because Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, a a forcing people to read it, to figure out whether I liked it or not. No, no, that's totally (laughs) fine. That's
0: That's totally fine. I just, but when I do
2: stuff on like letterboxd or whatever, I just put in my star rating. So yeah, I gave it like a two.
0: Right. Right. I got you. A two
2: for effort.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm cause I'm still stuck on the 10. I I, I think in 10, and See, I can't.
2: That's, that, that's too. It's too much. It's too broad. I don't feel <laughs> like I
0: have enough room with the. Even when Netflix makes me do the five star, I can make a snap judgment. That's fine. But
2: I very rarely give things five stars. Very rarely.
0: Me too. Yeah. Tonight we'll be talking about some five star movies. Yes, we will. Yes. Uh, okay. Anything else for Pod?
2: No, I think that's it. I would. I would give it a pass. Okay. Or well, not a pass. A, a thumbs that,
0: down. Thanks everybody for listening. That'll be it for this show. <laughs> couldn't resist. That's okay. All
2: we're talking about. Yeah. Yep.
0: End of pod. Uh, over to me. My turn. Uh, dealer. Oh, I suppose I should bring this up. Nah, I don't really need to. Uh, this is a French movie about uh, uh, <laughs> a guy go. who goes for wants to get out of dealing and goes for one last score and. Does something he doesn't normally do, which is get a lot of... He he just normally deals in other drugs, but decides to get into the heavy for one round with a whole lot, a kilo of cocaine to the wrong people. Um, And the rest of it writes itself, because you've seen it a million times. But I will give it a passing thumbs up, because it has a very unique kind of style. Sort of like Run Lola Run and Pusher. Put those two movies together. That's kind of what it is, and it doesn't have the bad. yeah. It doesn't have the repeating that Run Lola Run had, but it has that frantic run, run, run nature, and the very uh, kind of shaky cam. But yet, it's more vibrant. Like you're the third character hanging out, Ooh. just running around with them. Um, Dude, this sounds good. Like that. That sounds like something I'm, I would want like to being watch. Being positive first. Okay, <laughs> I'm giving it a passing thumbs up. Uh, I uh-huh. definitely think both of you should watch it, because I think at the very least you'd give it a passing thumbs up. You may like it a lot more than I did. You may like it slightly less, but I don't think you'd give it negative. Um, let's see, where was I? Oh, yeah, Run the Little Run and Pusher. Her. Uh, okay, this is more a negative on myself than the movie itself, okay? I don't speak French, so once again, I'm reading the movie, which is fine. I have no problem with that, um, except for... The they're very, very fast-paced for a good portion of this movie with their yada, 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 yada. So the, the subtitles are flying by. So I, fa- I read fast. So fast that I barely get to look at the frame. And that bothers me, you know? Um, but that's not a fault of the movie. That's a fault of me being an idiot that can't speak French. If I could speak French, then it wouldn't be a problem. Unfortunately, I'm an idiot, so... uh, I had a little bit of a struggle keeping up with it on that front. Um, Next negative... Uh, You know, our main guy... It's hard to say he does some questionably stupid things when the entire premise of the movie is based on a stupid person doing stupid things. Uh, (laughs) But even in that context, he does some really stupid things. And that leads to our issues and with the the plot moving forward. And, Oh, Oh, it's just like, Oh, that, you know what you, you guys could tell me what's going to happen in this thing Mm -hmm. without seeing it, you know, it's going to go wrong and you know, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. the question then we're left to, because we've watched too many movies is how does it end? Let me tell you, I hated the ending after it was very french after all the crap you put me through yeah wee wee it was very french in its tone and its its everything is hopeless um anyway so there you have it dealer i recommend you guys give it a chance but uh, keep expectations in check but the, the the filming style and the music i really like the music in the movie it was it was all very frantic and and it
1: was very watchable. So it, it shall remain in the queue then.
0: Good. Uh, also, they keep throwing credits over the movie for about the first 20 minutes, it seems. Every time there's a new character, they put his name in big, bold letters across the entire screen. Uh, and it. Wee wee.
1: <sighs> <laughs> uh, Eugene, some kind of hate. Well, it sounds like Eric had the gem. Of the roulette this week, yeah, maybe <laughs> some kind of hate uh, directed by a gentleman named Adam Egypt Mortimer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, I love that's a yep. Name.
1: There, yeah, that's a name, all right. Um, so uh, I gave this. Uh, I'll start by I. Whenever I finish a movie, I immediately type up a two two to three sentence synopsis for myself, just as a mental note. Like, okay, here is. The movie I watched, here's the star rating I gave it, and here's why I gave it that rating, just so that if time goes by, I don't, you know, I I have the initial reaction. So this one here, I'm going to read what I wrote. Uh, One star. Uh, One star for some decent practical effects and a story that could have worked with more competent people in front of and behind the camera. (laughs) Basically, a teen that is bullied teams up with a ghost to get revenge at a camp for bullied people. It's emo hipster lameness at its Netflix cheapy finest. <laughs> ah, there you go. Uh, it's it's the whole way through. There's this uh, there's this kind of uh, din, din, electric guitar soundtrack oh, score da, 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 uh, and overacting and stupid. But there's practical effects, so that gives it one star. I hated it. Oh, I mean, it was... <laughs> what's so
0: funny is that if. It, Given the synopsis of Dealer, and I tell you that you can guess the music in French, and this guy's always wearing yes. jumpsuits, so you know it's like they go come around the corner of the street, and they're like, "Hey, there's that guy." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and here everybody has you know long hair that are hanging in their face, and oh, we're mopey because we're you know they're all, they're all bullied suicide. I mean, I get the whole. It, the, the, here's the thing with the movie: is this the the actual? synopsis of the movie is actually pretty good uh, I actually dug that and this whole ghost killer thing is it's it actually would have really worked uh, because you can tell once again it's shot with high def camera so mm-hmm. it looks nice uh, and I give them credit for actually using some practical effects here and there that, that are pretty good but the acting is so bad and uh, you can tell this is a first-time director. It it screams first-time director. I mean, he was this director. He wrote the screenplay. Uh, and who knows? Maybe, I mean, he, there's a core of a good idea in there. So who knows where, you know, maybe he might make a good movie sometime. But boy, this one here, oh, this was bad. Uh, and, I mean, the music itself was enough to make me hate it. Um, But then on top of that was just the acting. And you can just tell he, they're not being directed good. Uh, Yeah. Like, so. he's probably
2: just sitting there in a chair going, I don't know, just just do
0: something. Just, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, yes, that first take was good. Moving on. Show me what you got. Yes. Faster,
0: uh, more intense. Uh. uh <sighs> all right. So, Eugene agrees with all of Netflix community in the world that some kind of hate is worth a star. Uh, yeah. Let's get on with our... Uh, uh, selling our movies for the next round. Just lead all the way. Right.
2: All right. So, I have chosen... Uh, The Chosen (laughs) from 2015 which is when a child stealing demon attaches itself to a little girl her family is thrust into a battle against time in order to save the girl and send the demon back to hell
1: Mm -hmm.
2: it uh, is from what I know probably just straight to Netflix directed by some dude named Ben Joshua who Mm -hmm. has done approximately nothing
0: that's all right. His name is his name isn't hysterically laughable like the last director's name of what was that? No, John England Mortimer or, oh, something.
2: But his IMDb yeah. picture is uh, is pretty snazzy. Um, well, so anyway, please uh, tell next, me it has a border. No, but he's wearing a tie. Oh, <laughs>
0: a frilly border would have been awesome.
2: So the next one uh, was going to be the Bloodlands, but Eugene had already uh, watched that. So we changed it to Awaken, which you guys were really excited about. Another 2015 straight to streaming. uh, A random group of people wake up on an island where they are being hunted down in a sinister plot to harvest their organs. Directed by Mark Atkins. (laughs) Starring Daryl Hannah. Edward Furlong oh, oh. and Minnie Jones.
0: Nope, mm-hmm. not with a gun in my mouth. Nope, that's that's <laughs> all Eugene right there. But what about Eugene? Yeah, th- that synopsis <laughs> sounds pretty fun, though. That sounds so like basically a... like the
2: Island of Doctor Moreau
1: meets
0: Taristas. Meets Tarita,
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> or
0: yeah, Battle Royale and
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so my yeah.
2: third one. Um, is a documentary. It's from Caligari to Hitler: German Cinema and the Age of the Masses. I just found it uh, quite by accident, and I'm going to watch it regardless. But uh, basically, it, it's focusing on the Weimar Republic uh, from 1918 to 1933, and its collective spirit and cinema. The purpose of a film, a film as a culture, a cultural tool, is examined based on celebrated sociologist Siegfried. Uh who uh, I'm gonna screw this up. Krakaur. Uh seminal book from Caligari to Hitler. We so
0: need a we need a nonsense word that we can say <laughs> whenever there's a name we can't pronounce. And I this <laughs> evening have selected Saratoga.
2: Yes. Okay. Siegfried Saratoga then. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> Which is a pretty okay. awesome name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there we go A, a little film education
0: Yes uh, that, That's in my queue I thought about editing it this time But I didn't I'm sorry uh, okay, It's okay that, I did That's your three And I will probably watch that at some point as well uh, On my three, uh, first up from 2014 A Tale of Two Thieves Decades after pulling off the infamous Great Train Robbery, Gordon Goody reveals the true story behind the heist, Unmask, one of its key players. Now, this sounds a lot like a documentary to me, but I didn't verify that. I assume that it is. At any rate, 72 minutes, and that's my documentary for this week. Uh, next, I threw on Darkness on the Edge of Town Seething over the murder of her estranged sister A teenager sets out on the plains of southern Ireland To use her sharpshooting skills for vengeance And I probably wouldn't have added this one Except for the fact that it is so Irish That intrigued me mm-hmm. because, And I say it legitimately, I'm not making a joke Because had this been an, an more American release It's directed by Patrick Ryan. That's about as Irish as it gets. Right, Uh,
2: yeah. Unless you throw in an O.
0: Yeah, (laughs) O-Ryan. Had it been more uh, of an American release, I'd have been like, eh, that's going to be a roulette. But this one looks like it has some potential in three and a half stars, so, you know, maybe. Um, And lastly, Stir of Echoes 2, The Homecoming, which is sure to not be good, but since I I like to throw you guys a horror bone every once in a while, and the first Stir of Echoes is a good movie. It gets a little less good with every watch, Um, but it was very well made, and I like Kevin Bacon, so why not? Let's see what Stir of Echoes 2 is. You never know. I'm
1: surprised that that none of us have seen it, because that's been out for a while. I was pretty shocked that neither of you were like, seen it, but yeah, I had never seen that one. One
2: franchise I didn't go...
0: We we have have more to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, Eugene.
1: Okay, so I had a first up movie called Phoenix that played at the Nightlight that I really was looking forward to seeing, but uh, I was not able to. Uh, Hold on one second here. I'm pulling it up on IMDb. Um, uh, This is about a, a woman... Uh, World War II, uh, she's, uh, well, let me see here. I want to read the, I don't want to Do you want the Netflix
0: synopsis here?
1: Do you have it up there? uh, Yeah,
0: unrecognizable to her husband after reconstructive facial surgery, a concentration camp survivor resolves to find out if he betrayed her to the Nazis. Yeah, there you go.
1: And I did hear several people uh, that, that are frequent moviegoers at the Nightlight. uh We actually talked about that movie because Labyrinth of Lies just played there, which is another World War II-based movie, and several people actually talked to me a little bit about Phoenix and how good it was. And, and uh, so, uh, I don't know. I have a feeling that that's going to probably be a, a sure thing. I love World War II movies, and I'm, I'm going to watch that eventually, but I thought, well, that'll be a good roulette one just to see if... Four and a quarter when... stars. Wow. Yeah.
0: I mean... Wait, who goes first this time? Jess does. Uh, I mean, <laughs> one and a quarter stars, Jess. One and a quarter Yeah. Star. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm.
1: But wait. But the thing is, oh. I worked at
2: the Nightlight when we
0: Oh, did you already see it? Nope. Oh.
1: But wait, there's more. Mm. Next up, uh, Amnesiac. And this one here, I am happy to report, stars Wes Bentley. Oh, So. Wow. <laughs> You guys really hate me, this episode. <laughs> uh, not a big P2 like... fan. Oh my god. That's... I like P2. Hey, I I've... do
2: too, and it's a Christmas movie.
1: It is a Christmas movie, a Christmas horror
0: movie. So Eric, come on. Oh, I watched a good 15-20 minutes of that movie before the fast-forwarding <laughs> began, and Wes, Wes Bentley <laughs> was on screen acting, because he, he acts. There There are very few <laughs> actors that I truly throw under the bus as being miserable. And <laughs> I stand by my statement. He is the worst actor in Hollywood right now.
2: <laughs> so, so you're not watching the uh, current season of no. horror story then? No. Okay. I <laughs> know. Um,
1: so, yeah, he, man, uh, a story of a man who wakes up in bed suffering from memory loss after being in an accident only to begin to suspect that his wife may not be his real wife and that a web of lies... Uh, Ensues. So there you go. Oh, and, Amnesia, and the
0: falling star of Kate Bosworth as well.
1: Yes. Oh, I, I kind of feel bad for her. I do too. I think uh-huh. she
0: gets. She must be getting a bad rap or something because I don't think she's been bad, really. I,
1: yeah, but uh,
0: any more. One of I the ones her...
2: that are hard to like, difficult to work with.
0: I don't. I haven't heard anything. I've heard she's a peach. Mm-hmm. Tell you the truth, from a couple of people.
1: But it just seems like she's kind of fallen. Uh, out of the limelight, I guess. I I don't know.
0: Well, she went from Superman Returns to that 21 movie and on down and down and down. And, uh, yeah. Now she's with but... with Wes Bentley, so she's she's pretty <laughs> much scheduled to die in a Chris Nolan movie very soon, and that's that's it. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. So lastly, here is once again throwing it back on the roulette because it's back by popular demand, yeah. actually. <laughs> Um, from me, because one of you is risk. gonna. i i one of you is gonna watch this damn movie. Be, one of these, because issues. even Eugene won't push play on this piece of crap. Noob, White <laughs> Rabbit. Uh, a bullied high school student starts having visions of a rabbit that he killed when he was a kid. Soon, putting him in a state where his imagination threatens to cause him to carry out violent acts.
0: You know what's really messed up is that. That's probably the best movie on here, and nobody—what <laughs> if it is? Nobody
1: keeps picking it,
0: and yeah. it turns out that's the gem.
2: I've been yeah. passing that over and over and over and over.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, it's been on my list, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> Why? What's holding you back? I, it's just kind of almost a running joke at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no Eddie Furlong and no Wes Bentley. I am. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Or Larry Fessenden. Vest-
0: Vest- Fessenden. Saratoga. Okay, Jess, what yeah. are you <laughs>
2: picking? Uh, I'm picking Phoenix.
0: Damn it. No, all qu- no question. Back. <laughs> no
2: question about it, because I was not able to go to the preview screening that we did of it before it started, and then we only had it for a week, and of course I was working, so I couldn't see it then. so it's here, and I'm going to watch it now.
1: Well, that means that Eric takes White Rabbit. I will no, take. No, no way. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me. Okay.
0: Oh, that I messed really, up his whole thing. Yeah. yeah I, so now I got to choose between White Rabbit, West now you Bentley. Choose
2: a piece of shit. Hold on. Look at this. <laughs> look,
0: look what I'm left with. White Rabbit, West Bentley. Friggin', oh, that.
1: And, I hear. I'll say this. I think that Jess has. The documentary, that's probably a sure yeah, thing. Yeah, but it's,
0: I, is it another reader film? Because I've watched like three in a row, for, and I'm like, <laughs> it's really hard.
1: It's, I don't, and, know. I, hold I don't on, know. Hold on, hold on. i, I got
0: to look and see how long this thing is. Oh, my God. If I end up on that friggin' Eddie Furlong movie.
1: <laughs> if you end up on that, I'll be pissed. I'm not. I can't do that. There's
0: 114 minutes, and this is German. This is going to be subtitled.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I feel a white rabbit. So amnesia. Almost oh, so I'm I'm really I'm down to white rabbit and the chosen.
2: <laughs> Not even Amnesiac. <laughs>
0: no, that's West Bentley.
2: Oh, right, yes. Okay, I forgot. I forgot okay, let's West. see.
0: How long is
1: the chosen? This feels like a checkers game this, where this I, is, we've got you cornered. No, wow. this is <laughs> Russian
0: roulette. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. Uh. Oh, it's an exorcism movie. Oh God, uh, <laughs> eighty-eight minutes. Okay, I think we're the. I think the shortest one is going to win here. Let me see. White. Okay, the Chosen is eighty-eight minutes. White Rabbit's eighty-nine. The Chosen it is. <laughs>
2: All right. Holy oh. shit.
0: Uh, Eugene. <laughs>
2: I like that. That, that was,
1: was that was a hard route That was great. I hey, hard so. That was hard because that truly felt like a game. That all of a sudden, Eric, you were truly just in losing a corner. Just
2: I, I, badly. Just hosed <laughs> yeah. me
1: so hard. It yes. was like pick a suitcase. One of them has a bomb. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew already earlier. To I, I knew which one I was going to take, and that would be awaken. Of oh, course, thank God. Yeah. Come on, I yeah, yeah, I got to. The only thing that's missing from that is directed by Yui Bull. That's the only thing. Uh, You know what? If it had
0: been directed by Yui Bull, I would have, I would have gone after it. I can, I can take because I can take his brand of terrible. Yeah, Uh, that is still enjoyable to me. But yeah,
2: (sighs) no, I can't. I can't do that. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I I saw in the name of the king in the theater with me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! And House of the Dead and Blood Rain and. (laughs)
1: <laughs> or was it Blood Rain that we that we watched after or before Hostel? We did a double header of Blood Rain and Hostel. Okay. Oh, I'm man. pretty sure it was. Yeah, uh,
0: I'm not sure which. I, I know I saw Blood Rain. I, I saw all three of those in the theater, and then they stopped showing UE Bowl movies in the theater, much to my <laughs> disappointment. So, <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, Olaf Eitbenbach and I are in the corner crying. Okay. Yes. Anything <laughs> else to add for this round of roulette?
2: Nope, I think I'm good.
0: Okay. Good. Then it's time for the top 100. The top 10 of the top 100. Excuse the me. The final. The final. There we go. Um, Eugene, do you want to go first, or should I? I'll kick things off. Um, now, how are we going to do this as far as... Um, well, we uh, told Jess what, we were, what movies we had, and we put mm-hmm. it to her yeah. to maybe uh, try and put together a list to see if it's she can guess where I have my
2: have it. I have my guesses. I okay. have I have
0: numbered them. Then so you go ahead with your what you got and she can say where she
1: put it on as far as I guess. Okay. Um uh I will start with number 10 then. Uh number 10 for me is Halloween 3: Season of the Witch. Wow. Yeah. This movie is to me one of the unseen gems in horror history. I watch it every Halloween. It's my favorite Halloween movie. Um, everything about it, it just oozes that holiday uh, perfectly. And it, it, it ages. It's been aging so fantastic. Tommy Lee Wallace directed it. Tom Atkins is in it. Um, I, the storyline is so good. And I think that it was ahead of its time. And obviously it didn't do so hot mainly because it, it was not a Michael Myers movie. It was its own thing, and I do wish that they would have continued on making a different Halloween movie every year that had a different storyline. While I do like some of the later uh, later Michael Myers ones, this one here stood out the most as far as just that uh, creepy Halloween with a great ending, downbeat ending. I, I love it. I love this movie, and a killer soundtrack.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I have to say that I did definitely fall into the camp of I don't like Halloween three. It's not, I, but I'm actually not a big fan of the Halloween sequels in general. That past two, um, but it's something that I try to rewatch just every Halloween season because it is very festive. Like it does have the actual holiday feel to it, and this year is probably the first year that I've watched it where I've really started to kind of like, okay, that's not it's not bad. It's not it's not as awful as I used to think. But um, for me, I have that actually as your number nine.
1: Oh, so you're wow. close. I was close.
2: But to be fair, you actually only sent me nine movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that what? is the last one. You won. One point for Jess. One, two,
1: three, four, five. Seven. Oh, damn it. I know which one I left <laughs> off. <laughs> okay, uh, anyway. That's great. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, Halloween 3. Uh yeah we've talked about it before, but I all but hated it the first time I saw it. And that was when I was still new to horror. I came to horror late. Um, Mm. and I was like, where's Michael Myers? Why is this, why is it this other thing? And all I had was Eugene going, it's great. Watch it. Um, and then years later we're doing things like this. And then the internet exists and more stories come out about these things. And he says, Hey, this, you need to rewatch this with this kind of prism. Um, that they were trying to make a Halloween, a different Halloween movie every year, and I was like, mm-hmm. "That's genius." Um, watched it with that in mind, and it's almost like a lost John Carpenter movie now, yeah, to me. Um, yeah,
2: and I, its just a John Carpenter movie by a different right name
1: yeah. because it does have a John Carpenter feel to it, uh, completely with the music, and that ending is very John Carpenter-esque. So I watched it again. Uh, here recently.
0: Last year, wasn't it? Last year or so? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, I let you borrow the Blu-ray. Right
0: and I enjoyed it on a different level. Uh, it's still I wouldn't say it's great but I, I enjoy it now and I taught my boys the song this year and that we sing it <laughs> every day. They're running around their house going happy, happy, happy <laughs> yeah. and you know what? Surprisingly I don't get tired of it. It still makes <laughs> me laugh. Okay, uh, anything else for Halloween 3? Nope, Nope. that's it Number 10 for me is Kevin Smith's Chasing Amy Uh, This film was uh, $250,000 was the budget We've got lots of comic book discussions Uh, We've got lesbians We've got uh, people questioning their sexuality Uh, What's not to love? (laughs) I love this movie so much Um, And it can almost bring make me cry every single time I watch it even knowing what's coming and this is what the the trump card I throw down every time somebody's like Ben Affleck is a terrible actor screw you no he's not he can act his ass off yep um, I wish they would have had a bigger budget so it didn't look so low budget but <laughs> uh, you take what you can get and uh, it, I still think it is the best film he's made so far even though I've Everybody knows I'm a I'm a fan and
1: like pretty much everything he's done. Uh, I would say that that was probably still shot on film, though. That was long oh, enough yeah. ago okay. that that was a shot on film thing. Yep, it definitely was.
2: So uh, I actually had that for nine for you, too. <laughs> so, but you actually did give me ten movies.
0: but ha <laughs> 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 Damn it! <laughs>
2: but uh, I had it as number nine for you, so I, I was close <sighs> on that. I've actually never seen Chasing Amy.
0: Oh, um, yes, that's a I n- shame! I know...
2: I know I'm not a huge Kevin Smith fan to be honest. So um, I mean I like Clerks and Clerks too, and there there are parts of other things that I enjoy. But chase so chasing Amy just it just was not high on my radar to see. But that's I will I will fine. move it up. I
0: totally understand. You know I get it. Uh, either click with him or not. That's and that's mm-hmm. fine. But this one you need to give a chance because it's a very unique tale. You've never seen anything like quite like this before.
2: All um, right.
0: And it definitely uh, like, has more shades of Clerks than anything else. Those are the only two that were in my top 100, as far as Kevin Smith movies. It mm-hmm. was Clerks and Chasing Amy.
2: Alright, well then I will have to move that up and check that out fairly soon. It used to be on Instant but I'm not sure if it is anymore, but I will track it down.
0: It's pretty much a—it's kind of a romantic comedy for boys in a way. And that's kind of, that's <laughs> literally kind of what he makes that is his thing or it was until he, uh, yeah, anyway, right. turned, turned yeah. to the dark side. Um, but yeah. definitely give that one a watch. I'd love to know what you think about that one. Cause it, that went to a lot of, um, uh, sociopolitical platforms that I had never seen discussed in films before about, mm-hmm. uh gay people and lesbians and 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 stuff like that where they they were talking about things out in the open that i was like what the hell i've never heard anybody say that kind of shit right um okay so it really floored me for a while i was like is is, should i be offended by this i don't know if this is offensive or not you know and then then you uh i don't know go either way with uh how gay people feel about it but um i don't know I, i i think it's wonderful and i think you will too
2: All right. Well, I will check it out.
1: Eugene, number nine. Uh, Jess, just so you know, I texted you the one movie that I left off of the list. Okay, I'll check. Okay. Uh, So, number nine for me is the best documentary I think that has ever been made, and that is Show Up. From 1985, I believe. Nine and a half hours long. I've only watched this movie one time. (laughs) Um. And uh, I will, obviously i watch it again, but it will be probably years before I do. It is so uh, emotionally draining. It is uh, uh, Cloud Lasman's documentary on uh, all things uh, related to the Holocaust. And the way it's filmed is um, there is no archival footage in this movie. It is all him interviewing survivors and Nazi guards. Um, about what happened and uh how he goes about making this documentary uh is uh, it it is truly staggering I, it's such an emotional movie uh, numerous times i i was crying in this movie i've never and i've you know i i really i, I i'm fascinated by world war 2 and the holocaust and what happened and mm-hmm. this is filmed in such a different unique way to where it's all over the map so it's like we're he's interviewing people about something that happened one year and then he's we're hearing something about something that happened years later and then it's back and forth and all we do is we we see ruins of of these camps um over over interviews and it is so powerful it's it's so it's it's incredible um I thought I I had heard most of what uh, of what you would hear about with this type of subject matter but mm-hmm. this movie here and the way it was shot is uh something truly unique and it was uh Criterion released it on Blu-ray and so there's several other of of this director's movies on there so I watched everything this is of course the best of the bunch but it is an all-encompassing uh piece of history on uh the Holocaust so it while not an easy watch at all. This will. This is easily the hardest watch of any of the top one hundred for me. Even though you know there's Schindler's List. This is the hardest watch. Uh, but for how important of a movie it is, it got all the way up to the top ten for me.
0: That's understandable. And I under. I get the comparison to Schindler, Schindler's List. But with Schindler's List, that's at least a movie. And granted, yeah, I granted, it's true. And all that, but you're looking at... But it at, still has an element of fiction to it. Yeah, yes. Well, I mean, yeah. because you're looking to at Liam, Liam Neeson, you know, you're yeah. like, okay, right. he wasn't in World War II or something. It's different when you see actual footage. And um, Netflix just added a... Uh, super, using current technology, they did a lot of colorization uh, of some wor- a lot of World War II footage uh, to make it but look Yeah, like really, World War II in color. Yeah, I was looking forward to checking mm. that out. I haven't looked at it yet because usually colorization is like the worst bastardization of cinema that you can possibly get (laughs) Uh, but i I look forward to checking it out for actual real footage not movie footage
2: yeah jason's been watching that my fiance he's a big world war ii buff too um and he's been watching that and it it's it makes it kind of creepier in color.
0: <laughs> I've, yeah, I've seen a couple snippets. From and I other don't know things. if it's
2: just because it's not. I don't. I, I mean, colorization always kind of looks weird, like you said. Mm-hmm. But this just kind of makes it even like, re- like, it even, makes like it more real. Like even like watching something in black and white is still kind of like a kind of yeah, like you said, like it's kind of a, di- a different wall mm-hmm.
0: that you can still yeah. put
2: yourself on the other side of.
0: Well, that's because. Uh... <laughs> Generationally, we think of the fifties as the fifties were in black and white,
2: right?
1: Yeah, our grandparents they saw they didn't see color. They didn't invent
2: color. Was real,
0: (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) Well, let me say this: Uh, if you don't find um, a a static camera shot of of a train moving down the tracks towards Treblinka, in this with overlapped with uh, with this a voiceover of what it was like. Um, it, it, I, it's like burned forever in my memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, like the track and, uh, it's, it haunts me when I, now that I'm talking about this movie again, so many different stories are immediately popping up in my mind, uh, about, oh man, I remember that. I remember this and, uh, man. But anyway, that's what makes a fantastic documentary.
2: So I had Showa at a uh, 10 for you.
1: Oh, wow. So, you just had uh, had nine and ten swamped. Okay. Uh, Shenanigans.
0: You got that last (laughs) technician. Okay. Uh, In all honesty, a lot of my top ten is very uh, mainstream. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. Uh, Number nine for me is Apocalypse Now. This is, in my opinion, the greatest representation of what war must really be like. And it Devastates me every time I watch it. Uh, I'm surprised it it got up to the top ten, but because it's such a hard watch. But it, damn it, it earns it and it's worth it. Um, they released the Apocalypse Now redo uh, a couple of years ago, and I, I was skeptical about an extra what was it, forty minutes, making an already mm-hmm. long movie mm-hmm. even longer. And I, well, I loved it, but not everybody did. I, I thought it added a whole new layers on top of layers to the layers. But at any rate, it's it's a f- fantastic film. It's a masterpiece. You can take either one of the of the versions, and I think it's it's totally functional. Um, so I don't really have a favorite there. It's just sort of whatever I have time for if I'm in the mood for an, a trip up the river. Um, anything you All guys right. want to add to that?
2: Uh, Great well, movie. Aside from yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Um, but I actually had it much higher up for you. I had it at three.
0: Ooh, wow.
2: So you I forgot, knocked you f- it back down to
0: nine. <laughs> you forgot? I'm, I'm the sci-fi dork. <laughs> I forgot. <Yeah. laughs>
2: yes. So I actually had, and I forgot to say what I had for you for ten because I had Chasing Amy as nine. Hmm. But um, for ten I had Fight Club.
0: Well, you're not supposed to give away. You don't know what's to come. But
2: no, yeah, I did because you already said you're ten. No.
0: No, but the audience doesn't know.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, that's well, all right. Anybody that knows
0: on. me knows Fight Club's gonna be in there somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all right. All right, um, all right,
1: all right. Eugene, <laughs> number eight. My
0: bad. You're fine. You're fine.
1: Uh, okay, number eight is Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. I've I'm not gonna spend much time on this. I've talked about this movie for way too long on both this show and my own show uh it is a nightmare caught on film that is the best way to describe the beyond is someone's bad dream that you are watching Mm -hmm. not everything makes sense and that's the part of the movie's charm and i don't i i can't imagine that that is what fulci was intending that that it didn't make sense but it doesn't make complete sense but it's all the better for that um it's insanely gory and um, it's it's all over the place. There's zombies in it that don't really fit, but they were put in there because German distributors wanted it in there, and I'm so glad because it makes it all the more of a bizarre, weird, bad dream. And uh, the Grindhouse Blu-ray release is spectacular. It is truly uh, the way to watch the movie, but it is one that I watch. At least once a year, sometimes several times a year, it is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Awesome.
0: All
2: right. So I had The Beyond for you I because the only reason I know you is meeting you through the nightlight with, with Fulci and The Beyond being the one that you were so uh, excited about. So I actually had The Beyond as your number one.
0: Ooh, oh, when, wow. I
2: went all out for that one. I was like, you know wow, what? 40. Maybe.
1: Hmm. That was a, a, well, a
0: fair
1: yeah. guess. Yeah, I actually just real quick brief uh story the first time I watched uh The Beyond I actually uh mail order uh VHS in the back of an old Fangoria magazine. This is years and years and years ago, Midnight Video. And uh it had I knew that even back then before this is like this is before the internet. I knew that there was a version out there or right around the time the internet, you know, came into existence, but who had internet back then or it was dial-up, whatever. But I knew that the version that was released here in the States was called Seven Doors of Death and it was the VHS was heavily edited and I found that out through Fangoria. So in the back of Fangoria, I I ordered a catalog from Midnight Video, got it in, like, oh, they have an uncut version of this Beyond movie. So I sent in a money order to this company. I waited for over a month and one day at my doorstep, there was... A VHS copy of the Beyond Uncut from uh, I think it was a Laserdisc Japanese print or whatever. It's so bizarre the hoops
0: that we had to jump through back in the day oh, to, yeah. to even find out about these different yeah. versions. Yeah. It was like, yeah. what do you mean there's a different version of the Abyss? I don't understand the words yeah. you're using. What does that mean? <laughs> like, no, there's just no. The one that They're I like. Saw. No, no, there's a whole different version where Mark Hamill is playing the Ed Harris character. You don't, you know, it just yeah. it,
1: <laughs> what? I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, but, and after that, I'm like, I fell in love with that movie. The first time I watched it, I'm like, this is so crazy and awesome. And this is back when I was like, yeah, you know, I just graduated high school. And so I was already starting to get into stuff that wasn't just Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. I was more, give me more right. horror stuff, more obscure stuff or stuff that pushes the boundaries. And that movie pushed the boundaries. And it still does to this day. It still holds up and it still is, um, uh, Uncomfortable and extremely gruesome so
2: and, and let music. me let me ask you this: did it come with a note telling you to drink your oval tea
1: <laughs> nice <laughs> oh nice oh fudge okay back to you
0: okay. <laughs> uh, number eight for me is <laughs> my favorite from Ridley Scott, but not his best, and that's a different a uh, different what is the word? <laughs> Differential, differentiate. it's a, hmm, that's a thing that a lot of people don't like to do. Differentiate between favorite and best. Uh, mm-hmm. And that would be Blade Runner. Um, mm. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, this movie will never get a perfect score for me because there are multiple cuts that haven't, I don't feel he's quite nailed everything that I want. You know what I mean? And there's, this cut has this, this cut has this. I like kind of these elements, but then it has this I don't like. Uh, I still adore the film, and it is one of the pinnacles of science fiction. The score is unbelievable. Uh, I just wish, I I know he has his final cut, and that's great. I just wish I had a cut that was a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. At any rate, I, I there are Ridley Scott movies that I give 10s, and this one I give a 9, but it still made my top 10 because I enjoy it more. It's just the technical merits where I had to be honest and drop it at her. I do not rate movies based solely on enjoyment, and I feel too many critics do that, and it mm-hmm. irritates me. That's why general people, audiences, hate critics. Um, right. And that's why it's so important to make that, differential is that the word that's what i was looking for fishing (laughs) around okay so yeah um so i
2: had i had blade runner at act five for you Mm, not bad um but i'm with you i i've blade runner is probably my least favorite scott like (laughs) pre-2000s
0: okay
2: (laughs) my my least favorite early ridley scott um
0: why because so? Why I, so much hate, Jess? Why so much hate? I
2: don't know. I I've seen. I, I think it's because I've seen probably at least two of the versions, and I can't. I, I don't remember. I see them too spaced out, so I don't really notice a difference in what I'm watching, and I can't pick out which one's better, which one's not. And I like. I'm with you. I'm like. I don't like to have to have that many. Why do you have this many? Why? Why can't I, you it just was make one? It was because it
0: was fights with the studio. This is, well, this honestly yeah, isn't on no, Ridley. That. It it was studios demanding this cut and studios demanding that voiceover from Harrison Ford and demanding right. a happy ending with the unicorns and
2: with the unicorns and <laughs> <laughs> seriously,
0: a lot of it was not on him. It's not his fault, but.
2: No, that, that part I understand. Okay. I mean, I, it just like it, I, the whole – speaking of studio things, we have to bring up William Friedkin again because Exorcist 3 is
0: getting a director's cut. Yeah.
2: Can't wait.
1: That is, but, um, that is incredible. And now, I I'm, now
0: I'm kind of screwed. Do I watch the movie now? Because I haven't seen it yet. Do I watch it now I would now say or wait? yeah.
2: I would say yeah because there's no definite like for sure plans of event like plan of events with where this director's cut is coming out so what great news it could be very it could be them saying it now and then we don't hear anything
0: i mean how long have we been waiting for
2: a good suspiria
0: blu-ray what what wondrous times we live in i never thought we would (laughs) be in such a time where directors would have their own cuts it's amazing i know Okay, so especially nice. for Exorcist three. Uh, that's that, what I mean. I,
1: seriously, that was big news to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Exorcist three is getting an actual. Like, I thought that footage was gone, lost, done.
2: Yeah, that's so, what they're talking about. They're still trying to figure that part out.
0: That is such a good movie. I've never seen it, and I love it. I love. Great. I I got excited when you made that post on Facebook. I was like, sweet. I've never <laughs> seen the movie, but uh,
1: era. Yeah. Uh, Eugene, number
0: seven. <laughs>
1: yeah. On. Okay, number seven for me is it, this is back to back Lucio Fulci. Uh, Lucio Fulci's Zombie. This is my favorite zombie movie of all time. Uh, better than Dawn of the Dead. Better than, um, well, yeah, Dawn of the Dead is kind of, it seems like that is almost everybody's go to, either Dawn or Night of the Living Dead, their go to for favorite zombie movie. But for me, it is the Caribbean. Uh, set italian produced zombie uh it's gory uh any movie that features some chick getting a uh, (laughs) big splinter of wood slowly impaled into her eyeball that's an immediate win for me and uh, this is one that uh, i used to work at a video store fresh out of high school and so there was on the bottom shelf in the horror section was this big Box. I remember it. Uh, Wizard Video, and it was it, like the, the it was in black. Like the the box itself, in the back, it was black and white pictures. Yep. And I'm like, is this movie black and white? And I did none of it made sense to me. Like this is not mainstream. What is this? And then I finally was able to watch it. I'm like, this is the coolest thing <laughs> ever. And that was actually I watched that at a double. That was a double header. I watched that one, uh, one night late, at home. And then right after that, I watched Make Them Die Slowly, which is actually uh, Umberto Lenzi's Cannibal Ferox. And mm-hmm. what a doubleheader that was. Uh, but zombie is, to me, that is the pinnacle of zombie movies. I love the story. I love the special effects, the music. It's, uh, it's just great. I love it. I love the, the way it feels dirty. It feels like something that you should see. Um, in, uh, on 42nd street in New York in 1980 or 1979 and with sticky floors and drunk people <laughs> and people having sex in the back. It just, it's one of those movies. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: so I had zombie at five for you.
1: Oh, okay. Not bad. So
2: not, not too far off. And I'm with you. My, my go-to, if I'm going to, if I really want to watch a zombie movie, what I'm going for is either day of the dead or zombie.
1: Yep, Day all of right. the Dead is is my my pick for Romero's best. Mine too. Me too. Yep.
0: That, yep. There you have right. it. Movie Freaks I'll... approved. The best Romero yep. is Day of the Dead. We
2: all agree that yep. Day is the best. Fantastic!
0: It's so good.
2: Not anything against Dawn, because everybody or always Night gets or Night of the Living so, Dead, because everybody always gets so up in arms. But
0: yep, they're, I like Day they better. They're all three good. Yeah, yes, they are. Uh, okay, number seven for me is. Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas. If ever Ooh, there was a nice. film that deserved an 11 out of 10, this would be it. Um, but it's... It's so happy. It's one of those movies you want to watch every weekend. Uh, no. yeah, and, But you'll do that uh, for about a month or two uh, until you've got it burned into your memory and then you're good because it's so mean. But it is a film school clinic. Uh, This is how you make a movie. And so many people have aped it in so many ways. Uh, So many times you're watching a movie and like, this is our good fella's shot. This is our good fella's shot. Here, Mm -hmm. remember, that this is our good fella's shot. And they'll be talking about multiple different shots in this film. And... It, uh, it's just brilliant. I'm not going to spend a lot of time sitting here telling you how great Goodfellas is because, shit, it's Goodfellas. Right,
2: because it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think we all can agree on that. Yeah. I had it at uh, 8 for you,
0: mm. so. Right there. Wow. I, I really struggled here with about uh, 8 through 5. Th- those were the <laughs> hardest ones this round because it was like, ah, oh, but this kind of, but I like watching this. Yeah. And...
1: You know, oddly enough, this, this top, my top 10 has not changed at all since I made this list. I have not changed the top ten at all. Like, this is my top ten in this particular order. Oh, I
0: didn't put my order together until mm, about five hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled out my little <laughs> slips and started rearranging. I had a good idea on a couple, but ooh, I, I, I was surprised. Uh, a few of them dropped quite a bit. Hmm. But one and two stayed intact. So anyway, uh, Eugene,
1: number okay. six. Six for me is Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead. And again, at this point, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you know what the Evil Dead is.
0: Uh, That's the problem with getting to our top 10. You you know, you have to put these masterpieces up there.
1: Yeah. The Evil Dead, I will say this about the Evil Dead. I I bought this movie on VHS back when I was uh, not old enough to drive. I bought it on VHS when my family, we went out one evening and we were at a brick and mortar store of Kmart, something like that. And I actually, um, I bought the movie in the, their VHS section. I shoved it down my pants (laughs) so that my parents would not see that I bought the movie, the evil dead snuck it home. And I watched it for the first time with the volume, if not completely on mute on one or whatever it would have been. (laughs) So I basically didn't even hear the movie. The first time I watched it, I just sat in complete and I snuck out of my room. Like this is like True, true story here. I snuck out of my room, and like it was, this was like 2 in the morning, and I'm like, okay, here we go. What is this thing? It, it, is it going to be this good? Because Stephen King on the cover of the VHS says, it, says it's, it's this good. And I just sat in amazement at the gore-drenched, crazy spectacle that was The Evil Dead. And since then, I bet I've watched that movie. So, I mean – 50, 60, 70 times? I don't it's, know. It's um, so funny
0: because we have very uh, similar stories. At, at times when we were of our lives, when we were not hanging out at all, uh, I, I managed to convince my parents to let me take an old TV into my bedroom. And that was a similar way that I watched uh, what was it? Amity, the original Amityville Horror. No, okay. And my Go parents are it. uber light sleepers and their room was right on top of mine. Same with mine. Yeah. So I turned the volume all the way down cuz it's dials at the time and yep. I would I would <laughs> I would smack it. I would tap it. I would be like until it was <laughs> And the, and between the and and their mouth moving, I could figure out what they were saying. And I would still occasionally get the turn it down because Just such thin floors or whatever, Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
0: and light sleepers. But that that's hilarious because that's exactly. But with Evil Dead, uh, I didn't come to that one until way later in life. Uh, So uh, yeah, you that was like the second horror movie I ever watched ever, and I was probably I was eighteen at the time. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I was like,
1: dude, you got to come over to my house. house, I got a movie to show you.
0: VHS on a twenty-five inch (laughs) tube TV in your bedroom. Yep, and then. I go to drive home, and in typical Ohio fashion, it. Oh, that's the night we decide to be ultra foggy. And ah. <laughs> like, Oh, mother of God, this is. While well, you know, dragging his camera through the trees. Uh,
1: you do remember the second movie that it, right after Evil Dead. You remember the second movie? I tried to get you to stay through the whole thing, but the, you were like, "No, I'm out of yeah, here." It
0: was the dumb, uh, the, the, terror. It was a trauma <laughs> movie.
1: Yes, it was. Uh, that, yeah, Blood sucking yeah, freaks. Yeah, we got to the dentist <laughs> stuff, and you
0: got a phone call from your then girlfriend, uh, who I hated, and I was like, "Oh, here comes a forty five minute conversation," and uh, as I'm sitting yeah, there right, watching pause awkwardly. I'm gonna go. And I was like, "You know what, dude? Yeah. I'm good. I'm fine with never knowing
1: the <laughs> end of this piece of crap." <laughs> Blood sucking freaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So Evil Dead is again. It's <laughs> it's a classic, great movie. Yes, and it has inspired so many movies. I I think I own at least three copies of that movie.
2: I know, I do. Because I own standard Blu-rays, then the. of all three of them, and then all three of the Scream Factory ones.
0: Yeah. And
2: one copy of the Necronomicon one.
0: Yeah, I got that one too, the DVD one. The one I'm most proud of is the special edition Anchor Bay VHS hard case that came with a booklet. With
2: the, with the, does it have the, and like, the weird line. guy on the front? What
1: does that have on it? Uh, uh, it's um... just
0: a, the general Evil Dead case, or the, uh. like the, it. it's the picture of the cabin. It's kind of a oh, purpley. Oh,
2: it's for Evil Dead. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking Army of Darkness. We have the Army of Darkness hard case VHS one, and it looks like like a, like a, a uh, Hercules movie or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: I know you what you're talking about, Jess. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: That's great. That's yeah. But anyway, okay. that that VHS is the one that I'm most proud of because I feel like that there right there is a movie that you need to watch that shit in VHS. I mean, yeah. it, it's cool. I mean hell, I have the D V D and I have the Blu ray, but that having that VHS, that's the way I watched it the first time. It was shot in what, sixteen millimeter? And yeah. that's the way you should kind of see that movie. It it's oh, damn that's a good movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jess, where'd you have that at?
2: Oh, uh, I had that at six, so I was. Oh, ready. nice!
1: All right, the first one. Okay, ding, good ding, job. Ding, double points. All right. Okay, number six for me
0: is Fight Club. Um, I am surprised this one actually drops a little bit. I, I love this movie so much. Uh, a lot of people enjoy crapping on it. Uh, I don't know why. I think it is a masterpiece for, of sight and sound and writing and storytelling and just bizarro out there kind of grunge 90s way of thinking uh I love Chuck Palahniuk he is my favorite author uh I, not again another not popular opinion that a lot of people are going to go you are one of those I guess uh but this movie I watched so many times, and I, I, it, some of it stems from being a lifelong insomniac. My mom will tell you stories of, of being a toddler and her setting a glass of milk in the fridge door so that when I get up at five o'clock to go watch cartoons, I have something to drink uh,
2: <laughs> That's considerate. i go
0: back the, I go back that far of being an insomniac, so when he 's talking about life as a seeing life as a copy of a copy of a copy and hallucinating from, because you haven't slept more than an hour uh, a day, four or seven days, I know what he's talking about. I've been there. I've done that. Um, So, slipping into madness uh, the way that he does, very understandable to me, although I have never truly crossed over. Uh, Anyway, uh, putting aside my psychological connection to the film, The way that Fincher shot that movie, the way that uh, it is put together, that is one of the greatest twists of all time. Even though I, as an insomniac, saw where he was going and kind of thought that might be what's happening, um, it still is one of the greatest reveals of all time. That's right up there with Luke, I am your father, in my opinion. Mm. Uh Maybe I'm alone in that opinion, but uh, damn it, it worked for me.
2: I really like, I mean, I love Fight Club, but I came into Fight Club late. I think I was pretty sure I already knew it had already been spoiled for me by then, by the time I actually got to see it. So I maybe already already knew it was coming, Mm. so I wasn't looking for as many of those twists. But I still remember because I used to work at Best Buy and it was one of the first DVDs I bought because I could get like a nice discount and I would just buy whatever $5 movie they had for like three bucks. So I bought like a Fight Club, uh, ver- uh, DVD version, and I remember just like going back and watching like all the like snippets of like Brad Pitt showing up in moments. Yeah. And That's a lot of fun, oh, it's and that's so that's, good. that's fantastic yeah. editing, and it's, it like you said, it's, it's just a great movie all around.
1: Yeah. So, because um, Fight Club is my favorite David Fincher movie, obviously. I'm Eric. I'm guessing it's your yes. favorite. Jess, do you have a favorite David Fincher movie?
2: Um, that is, I would, I am apt to say Zodiac.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, really?
2: Huh. Yeah, Yeah,
0: not, not me and Eugene's favorite. No.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's a fantastic piece of filmmaking, but, uh, uh, no, I'd put it down. I don't know.
2: Um, but that, that would be, and I only, I say that now because when I first saw it, when it first came out, I wasn't that, I wasn't that enthralled with it. Um, and it's a movie that I've really grown to appreciate a lot more and like a lot more mm-hmm. over the years, so that might be right. why it pops into my mind first. But I mean, David Fincher has so many, so many, I mean, Seven, The Game. Would
0: probably yeah. be my
2: next two, like, in that order, if, if then Seven, then the game.
0: Seriously, they're With all Like, on, Fight Club. Seven, Fight Club, the game, It's in those three are inter, kind of almost interchangeable. They're just so yeah. well-directed and written and acted, and, oh, that, they're just yeah. genius. That would probably be my top three adventure, but a little bit back to Fight Club I wanted to throw in here. Um, hilarious. So I go to watch this movie in the theater with my then brother-in-law who's a kung fu nut and my sister and about as we sit down i'm like there's freaking eugene <laughs> there he is he came with his here he we came go. With his group of friends no no i'm not i'm not going where you no no no. this is a good right. story I'm not going where you is... uh, but i'm like he, he came with his then that group of friends and i was like i can't believe that we just randomly show up uh, to this theater at the it, it's more special because we were in, we both lived an hour away from that theater. We just randomly yeah. showed up to the same theater at the same time for the same <laughs> showing, you know. And I'm looking at his group of friends and going, "Oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about all that." Uh, and I look, and I <laughs> already know that my bro- then brother-in-law and sister are going to hate this because they're expecting a kung fu movie. Right. And within fifteen or twenty minutes, they stood up and they're were like, "We're leaving." And I was like, "You can wait okay. in the parking lot because." this is brilliant. Right. I'm not
2: going I anywhere. I paid to see this movie and I like it. <laughs>
0: no, no. They were like, this yep. is terrible. I hate this. And I was like, wow. you're wrong. So, anyway.
2: Well, I had Fight Club at 10 for you, so I,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Still top 10 out of 150. That's pretty high. Uh, right. Anyway, I sit there and watch the rest of the movie by myself. Just, just jaw on the floor. Like, I felt this way so many times and this is so amazing. I can't believe it. This is amazing. I I was surprised afterwards when I was talking with people on the internet uh, and seeing people going like, yeah, let's be a space monkey. I'm like, wow, have you missed the point of that movie? (laughs) It was to not be that, but hey, wow, you are wrong. Uh, Anyway, it was funny. I walked out of the theater and Eugene came out with his friends and Eugene was like, that movie sucked and was so horrible. And I just looked at him and said, I'll talk to you later. And I left because I was like... (laughs) later i'll talk to him and he'll come around and it took a couple yep. years but he came around and was like holy shit that's amazing
1: yeah i was truly influenced by the people that i was with because the entire movie they were all whispering about how bad the movie was and how pissed you know they how were. it is when
0: you're with people that are complaining yeah. the whole time yeah. I, I
1: knew that they were going to you
2: just be. kind of pick up on that yeah and like yeah. It's
1: yeah. Just yeah you do and i'm in. like yeah you're right yeah and uh, but yeah needless to say i don't hang out with those people anymore Anyway.
0: Oh, it's all right. Yeah. Everybody's allowed to have a different yeah. opinion on
1: movies. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, number five, Eugene. we got to speed it up. Yeah. We're, we're getting on.
1: Oh, this is great. I, I'm having a blast doing the top 100. <laughs> I am too, but,
0: you know, we're, it's going to be 2 o'clock in the yeah. morning.
1: Um, I actually figured that this episode was going to go longer with the top 100, and if we do want to do any of the recently watched, so <laughs> I'm good. Um,
0: Not looking like we're gonna to get to recently watch, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll save it for next round. Okay,
1: number five for me is Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and this one here was the one that if I would have, if I would have had to maybe swap any out, it would have been this one here uh, because this one, uh, when I was originally making the list, this one here actually sat at number four, um, but. I, I think I like this one a a bit better than number four, but the fact that number four for me is closer to my heart and has more of a history with me, uh, Texas Chainsaw had to drop to number five. But it's still, uh, like Lucio Fulci's The Beyond, I consider this movie to be a nightmare caught on film. Um, There's a very few select movies that I feel about like like that. Beyond, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, House of a Thousand Corpses is, is another one. That it, for some reason the way they're filmed and what goes on in the movie it makes it feel like you are watching someone's bad dream and Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that it truly feels like a nightmare caught on film yeah. and I love it I love the gritty 16 millimeter film stock that they use um, it it is it feels dirty it looks dirty. Um, it's not gory, but it's something about it is so incredibly violent. Like I think it's just the oppressive uh, feel of the movie. And the fact that um, it 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 seems like someone after the initial setup with all the characters, it seems like someone's screaming all the time in that movie,
2: that someone (laughs) is screaming much.
1: Yeah. And and not not just the people that are getting killed, but the, the the actual
2: family. family.
1: Yeah. And it's just, it's so oppressive and it's, brilliant. This is, to me, this is the uh, granddaddy of all horror movies. Uh, not saying that there's not another horror movie or two on my saying, list. There's there's, there's yeah.
0: four mo- slots above you there. there. <laughs> but as far
1: as sheer, nasty, uh, brutal, timeless horror movie, this is it. This one here, I would pick over any other um, movie of this level, but again, it it doesn't have quite the history that Maybe another one or two does, so I'll leave it at that well,
2: I had a Texas chainsaw masker for you at number two, mm. so
1: okay,
0: um I probably would have put it about number two as well
1: uh well and and in honestly in my in my well yeah, in my horror list <laughs> at, at this point it gets so difficult uh.
0: I understand. Number two is Texas Chancellor Massacre, the next generation.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The next generation. That's with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Anyway. Uh (laughs) She's a thing. Yes.
2: Not anymore. Okay.
0: (laughs) She was a mannequin that stood up in Appaloosa. (laughs) Uh, Number five for me is 2001 A Space Odyssey. And. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because we've talked it to death. It was our movie of the episode of the pod. We broke it down hardcore one time. Um, It's a masterpiece and everybody has it on every list and it's brilliant. The only reason I knocked it down a hair is because it wasn't quite as influential as some of the films that are to come. Uh, And it's not one that I'm rewatching as much as those while it's brilliant from beginning to end. uh, You still have that, Mm, opaque ending third act Mm -hmm. and it's not uh, quite as adventurous and fun as some of what is to come 2001
2: I had that at number one for you
1: Mm. wow (laughs) I just I was like
2: he likes sci-fi and I know it's for sure not Blade Runner so
1: 2001
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like I said this this round of 10 a lot of mainstream yeah so it's I, I understand it's hard to judge Uh. Eugene, number
1: four. So I, I want to ask Eric: you, Do you? Jess obviously knows the last four. You do not, but do you have a pretty good idea of my last four?
0: I oof. I I'll, I gotta tell you, with your five, six, seven, eight, all of those I could have put interchangeable. Okay. I'm I'm looking at it right now. I would have had a hard time saying TCM is better than Evil Dead or Zombie. Like I, oof, I could see you putting any of those in the mixed anyway. Yeah. Uh, I have a good idea what your number one is, but everything else I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> okay, so having said that, number four is Charles E. Sellier's Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh nice. The best slasher movie of all time. And that's just me because that is the first slasher movie that I ever watched. Uh, another big box movie that um, uh, I was totally fascinated by when it came out uh i actually remember walking through the theater uh in dover ohio when i was uh t- 10 years old uh, parents were taking me to something or other and there was a poster for selenite *Deadly Night* in 1984 hanging on the wall and i'm at this 10 years old and i'm like i'm not sure what that is but that looks so badass Santa Claus...
0: Was it just the... It was the the Santa Claus arm arm holding an axe
1: going down the chimney. I'm like, um, oh, wow, that's got to be good. And um, (laughs) here I am, 41 years old, and it's number four of my all-time best (laughs) movies. Uh, I've watched this movie every year since uh, it was released on VHS. Every single year, I've watched this movie on uh, either Christmas Eve or right around there. And this is one where I've watched – I actually watched this movie one time. Our power was out uh, in the house uh, right around Christmas. This was years and years ago. The only way I could watch this movie was on our VHS camcorder. I actually put the VHS tape in, and I watched this movie. I plugged headphones in. I watched it in a a tiny little (laughs) – through the viewfinder of my VHS camcorder. That's how hardcore I was. Or well, as was, weird as no, I
0: am, I no. That's you're very hardcore for that, very weird at the same time. That's how I watched Highlander three. <laughs> once we got to the <laughs> once we got to the sex scene, mom and dad were like, "No, you're done." And unfortunately, I didn't have a headphones plug in, so I had to watch the rest of the movie silent on a <laughs> uh, what, was it, what is it like a three quarter <laughs> inch basically of, with one yep.
2: eye. <laughs> square
0: black and white. Yes, yeah, I was just peering into it like <laughs> yep there can be only one <laughs> I'm gonna be
2: completely honest and say that I was not really censored on the things I had to watch so I didn't have to 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 go you to know, such I, desperate I, <laughs> measures as you
1: to have watch. no idea oh I, yeah <laughs> the, the things
0: that you we can have just th- see it you can just see it we're, we're ten years old watching friggin Highlander 3 through the <laughs> <Viewmaster, Yes. laughs> and...
2: and it's not even a good movie <laughs> no
0: <laughs> oh, oh but... yes, it is <laughs> <laughs> number four for me is Highlander. 3. Um, <laughs> but I had The Silent
2: Night, Deadly Night at number three for you, Eugene. So I was.
1: oh okay, good, close, okay. I like. At this point, by the way, I like to. I have such fun memories of these movies, and and like there are certain instances that I really remember, like and that that VHS viewfinder thing, like through the video camera. It's like I. That's like such a memorable experience. Is the power was out in our house? How am I going to watch my <laughs> VHS copy that I somehow managed to buy at the local mall that my parents didn't find out about. How am I going to watch this thing? Because it's Christmas. I'm like, oh, okay. How about this? I'll take the VHS camcorder. Did you have and drop to? Did VHS you have to sneak in it and,
0: into your room or something? Because I like, I had to go upstairs and get out of the closet. Oh yes. Sneak oh it yes. Down that VHS my room and then plug yes. it in. Yeah. Yes. It was a
1: whole yep. ordeal. It was an ordeal, but it was. I'm still talking about it, you know, and it was. Great. <laughs> and I've watched Silent
0: Night, Deadly Night uh, about three times uh, because it's, you know, only recently become yeah. so of uh, to have the ability the to uh, trade and share and get. And, and <laughs> uh, it's brilliant. I love that movie. And I've seen it three times. Yeah. And you've seen it
1: 3000. Yes. I've I that's one movie that as it plays through, I pretty much can quote that entire movie. At this point. I love it. I'm a dork. No, you're fine. I'm looking forward to watching it again this year.
0: Uh, Number four for me is Aliens. And this one climbed up the list a little bit because I started having memories of watching it over and over and over. Excuse me. And really thinking about how it shaped uh, my perspective on movies. And, you know, is it a perfect film mostly. This is like a 9.9. 9. It's right there on the edge. I'd probably yeah, give it a 10 just like for sake. Like splitting hairs. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you could still kind of split those hairs here and there. Uh, mostly, it, w- the first negative thing I thought of was the vacuum at the end, where she's like, uh, <laughs> okay. Eugene just ran away. He waved to me and ran out of the room because he's got to go pee because he has the bladder of an infant. So I'll keep going. (laughs) I was
2: wondering what that weird like...
0: We're going to talk horrible about him while he's gone and the second he gets back we're going to talk about aliens again.
2: Okay, perfect. (laughs) So.
0: There he goes, that little weirdo who likes to... He he sees an axe. He's going
2: to watch a movie through a viewfinder. He is right now.
0: (laughs) It's Silent Night, Dead of Night, Part 4. He's Putting a penny and he's spinning a wheel.
2: Uh. <laughs> he's gonna just—he's—we're gonna be sitting here forever, and he's gonna just have like passed out on the floor, <laughs> sound asleep, curled and up with a video camera.
0: He's gonna make us wait to find out what his top three are.
2: <laughs> yep, it's gonna be twelve thirty.
0: We're just gonna make and we're up gonna his just next.
2: Be here. <laughs> oh,
0: he said, oh, he sent me a text. Keep the conversation going. I've got to pee. Oh, back. So. I mean, you you just cannot pass up dialogue like, uh, uh, dang it, what's his name? Um, yeah, game over, man! Game over! Game
2: over, man! Game Bill over! Bill Paxton. Bill yeah. Paxton. There you go. Uh, Not Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Who I no. sometimes get confused, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's just some weird misfire in Today my brain. Today our Independence
0: Independence yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, it's a sci-fi crossover. It's understandable, um, but. Aliens just it's it's just a monumental film and it really set in stone a few things uh, childhood wise because I would here in Ohio Cleveland Channel 43 would mm-hmm. show I've said it many times would show Aliens or Predator every other weekend and I was exposed to Aliens long before Alien um went back and watched and it, it's amazing how that beautiful film from Ridley Scott built into that amazing sequel of going from one to many and uh, straight horror to action. Uh, But that would be my pick of all the Aliens films, obviously. it's a a lot of people's. It's it's brilliant. It's endlessly quotable. Uh, Bill
1: Paxton is the man. You're going to
0: put her in charge? Okay, number three,
1: (laughs) Eugene. Can you imagine? That movie had a budget of $18.5 million, and it feels so much bigger than that budget to me.
0: And it was directed by a trucker.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That came from the School of Corman. That's right. Okay, number three for me is Star Trek The Motion Picture. Oh, wow. Um, And I know that that's an odd choice for a top 100, especially top 10. But I love science fiction, and I love true science fiction. Um, Yeah, I love some action. But something about Star Trek The Motion Picture truly encompassed everything I like about the word science fiction and what it means and like the exploration of space. And, um, it's one that, again, I'm going to go back to, I grew up with this movie, but I did. And it still holds up. The special effects are still so good. And the cast is, they were such, they they were so good together. In fact, uh, I, I have vague recollections of the TV show, but Motion picture was kind of how I really got into Star Trek. And my I love Star Trek. I have it tattooed on my arm. And um, the motion picture still trumps every single other Star Trek movie. I know most people think, oh, no, 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 Wrath of Khan is the best. Uh, to me, motion picture is the best. It is... Epic on every level. Yeah, so I'm
0: right there with you. We're, we're alone in that opinion, but I'm yes. right there with you. That's <laughs> that that first one is a masterpiece. It is. And the, it... Se- the second one, like I, for a long time, I thought that was the best one, and then rewatched it a couple of times, and it's like, you know what? That's kind of like a silly adventure sci-fi movie. It is. It's good. It's good. I still enjoy it and everything, but it's like the first one is is. Is two thousand one via Star Trek. It is it,
1: exactly that is exactly what it is is deep space exploration and uh, I, I love it. I the the and it's
0: terrifying in our
1: times because the frickin
0: Voyager just left our solar. Yes, airport. I, oh, I yeah. know. Isn't that it's crazy? <laughs> it's that movie is it's a horror film.
1: But okay. but something real quick something about like the slow panning shot around the Enterprise in the beginning. Um, I like people are like, come on, move it, you know, get get on with it. I'm like, no, this is good. I like this. I like the slow, deliberate shots of everything in this movie. I like that it's not fast paced and it's more leisurely paced. It feels like an epic. And um, number three for me, Jess, where'd you have
2: it? I had it at a four for you.
0: Mm. Wow, nice good call. Uh, number three for me is Star Wars. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on Star yeah. Wars. That that shit shaped my childhood. Yeah. I was Luke Skywalker running around with a lightsaber and. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and it just so happens that maybe have I been influenced by Episode Seven? So what are we at seven? Yeah. yeah, opening this weekend. Uh, not really. I and I'm surprisingly calm for it opening this weekend. Everybody, the next person that asks me if I have t- tickets is getting throat punched. No, I don't. I'm waiting a couple of weeks until all you freaks calm the hell down. Yeah. And then I'll meander in and f- have the...
2: A bad experience. Uh, the, the giant
0: assholes with yeah, popcorn and yeah, <laughs> I had it, oxi- I had it oxygen tanks. And, yeah. Number four. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll take all of it with its lumps
1: at number three. Eugene, number two. Number two is, or number two, instead of number two. <laughs> See, it's getting to be that time. Yes, it is. He's turning into a pumpkin at 1131. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for another half hour. Oh, what did you say. <laughs> Saratoga. Yeah, Saratoga. <laughs> um, uh, is Saratoga, a space odyssey? <laughs> is it 2001?
0: It is 2001,
1: nice. is, is number two. From, nice. Yes, um...
0: Look at you going all sci-fi in your... uh, Yeah, you know,
1: it's, again, what can be said about this movie, it's still, to this day, I watch this movie not this year, I watch it every year, and it still feels um, ahead of its time, which is crazy, because the subject matter itself, I I can only imagine what this movie would have been like back in 68, Um, and watching it now, I'm like, this is still like relevant, and the special effects, they still hold up. Mm. All this, I mean, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, any science fiction movie you can think of uh, post-2001 owes something to Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, in my opinion. No, I agree, and I was uh,
0: very surprised... Went out. I got around to 2001 because it was it was much after uh, Star Wars and Star mm-hmm. Trek and then I, I watched the movie and I was like, oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, I get it. It's kind of a little arty, but I get it. And then I realized it was released in 68 and it was so far removed from those other uh, pinnacles of science fiction. It's like, okay, holy crap. Now I'm seeing it with completely different eyes because it was so much older.
1: Yeah, yeah, so... Anyway, yeah, it's, that, that is the um, – that might be the only or one of the very few science fiction movies that have brought me to tears numerous times. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's hard for me to not get choked up at the star child at the end. It is okay. so epic and so overwhelming if you watch it on a really loud sound system. Uh, it it really – it's an emotional experience for me watching that movie. I completely And that's agree. a
2: movie too that's like it's, – it's sort of almost a different
0: experience. Every time
2: you yes. watch
1: it, where it's it is. not
2: it, where no matter what your mood is,
0: yeah. the feel I'm always of caught the movie off guard changes. by the uh, by the moon landing part. The, yeah, where they're landing on the moon base, they take a, a good amount of time mm-hmm. to like line that up, and they're doing their orchestral score and everything, and settling down. I, I'm I'm always in awe of that part because the the matte paintings and everything are so good. It's just,
1: oh, it's brilliant. Yes.
0: Uh, okay, number two for me is from uh, 1954, Seven Samurai, Akura Kurosawa. Uh, I <laughs> have talked about this film uh, many a time, but uh, the, the uh, mind-blowing, this film, mind-blowing. And I, I, I came to it at a time when I was not really into independent film, and I was uh, really more of a... Uh, Damn it, Jess! You you and Curtis made the differentiation again. I can't <laughs> say that fucking word. Uh, <laughs> you guys were talking about it on the Spoils of Akron where it was like, "There's a there's the guy that memorizes everything about the movies, and then there's the guy that understands the thing." Oh, about the,
2: the difference between like a, a like a film buff and a, a cinephile. Yeah, there you go.
0: At the time when I was a film buff and just memorizing uh, notes about movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had satellite TV in my first apartment ever. And one of the channels I had was IFC, an independent film channel, and late one night about insomnia and what comes on at 2 o'clock in the morning, but uh, a black and white Japanese film. And I'm like, okay, well, I like Samurai, seven of them, that sounds cool. (laughs) Uh, Surely this will put me to sleep. And I stayed up for two and a half hours and watched every moment of this albeit, for the most part, very slow film. Uh, But I was so gripped and just enamored with the story, I could not break away from it. Um, And I've watched it a half a dozen times since, and it's just like mind blowing how well this thing was directed, and the 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 shots were framed and every everything all the technical aspects were great, but I will say that is probably the point where I changed from movie buff memorizing bullshit to cinephile recognizing the framing and the artwork and the rain right. and the way the, the you know the style and the way they do things like the actual um
2: mechanics of a film and
0: understanding yes. it and on,
2: a, on a different level than just like, okay, exactly. then that's, that's what they're showing me, so that's all they have to say. No,
0: not always. Exactly. Um,
2: exactly. I had a Seven Samurai six for you.
0: Ha ha. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I counted on you liking
2: sci-fi more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's still one to go. <laughs> uh, Eugene, your number one greatest number movie one, of all
1: time. We have finally, after many months leading up, to this moment, whole year. Number one for me is "Traumas Surf Nazis no Must Die." <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, "Wait um, a minute! That on. is
2: definitely not what he sent." Me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that I'm was like number eleven. Over the, text yeah. that you said, <laughs> the thing and that the, I wrote and the to thing, him.
1: And the thing is number yeah, that, that's not far. Like that, trauma surf Nazis must die. That could be in a Eugene top one hundred. <laughs>
0: There's no yeah, exactly. I
1: don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course it is. Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Nailed it. Yep. Number one favorite movie of all time. This one here, honestly, um, it is this and 2001 are almost interchangeable. Like when I watch 2001, I'm like, no, 2001 is my favorite movie of all time. And then I watch The Shining, and I'm like, no, The Shining actually is my favorite. And so I go back and forth. So it is. They're almost both number one, but because of my history with The Shining, this is truly. I wa- I didn't watch all of it, but it, I watched part of it on network television back when I was a kid. Um, it gets the win just because of that, because The Shining is truly what got me into horror. Is it, it is The Shining, but other than that, it's it. They're so close, but The Shining is a masterpiece. And if you don't agree, then I'm sorry, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I
2: agree. 100%. I had it at uh, 2 for you.
1: Okay. Close.
0: Okay. And number one for me, there's only one left, and that is from 1988, Katsuhiro Otomo's anime masterpiece, Akira.
1: Wow. Now, I'm Uh, surprised. I am surprised at that. I
0: can't help it. I love this film. I remember the first time I rented it on VHS, uh, probably early 90s. And I popped it in and was like, wait, animation can do this and can be for adults. I've always loved animation, but seeing it for adults mm-hmm. and uh, pointed at adults, and not only that, uh, fantastic points on uh, every single social topic that you want to bring up. Uh, politics, religion, the, the power of the human mind, friendship, uh, everything. There, every single aspect of life is Presented in this film And it blows me away Every single time I watch it I own about four or five different copies of it uh, The Blu-ray Is just astounding the, the soundtrack score Is unbelievable It shakes me to my core uh, This film gets me every single time And I've seen it a dozen times They keep trying to make a live action version of it I welcome it because I'm not one of those people As I've said many times before That uh, it shies at remakes Like oh screw you you can't touch The original <laughs> you know what they probably can't But you're you're Welcome to take a go at it and I will judge you honestly Because if not I can always fall back On this brilliant film I wish they could clean up the uh, Visuals a little bit more Than the blu-ray uh, currently Has done um, but they did So good with the score that I, I just sit back in awe every single Time I'm watching it All Nice right.
2: I have I, not you, seen I it, will so. say you,
0: you surprised me, Eric. What? I know. <laughs> so, is that the only film in my top ten you haven't no, seen?
2: No, um, I hadn't seen... I have not seen Seven Samurai and Chasing Amy.
0: Head and hands. I know.
2: <laughs> Head and <in> hands. <laughs> aside how... from Chasing Amy, the other two are movies that I've been wanting to see very, very desperately, but I have just not gotten around to them yet, so I will make that... Now that I'm on Movie Freaks pod, I will... I will make those my required viewing. You should. To keep my status.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a Criterion of Seven Samurai, but uh, there is a Blu-ray version that came out uh, after I bought my DVD version where I believe they found new film elements to make a director's mm. cut that's even longer, and I haven't seen well, that. Well, I
2: know of, yeah, because it's way. a... Yeah, like you said, it's Criterion. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu, um, so I might see that, but I don't know what version of it is.
0: I I I think I have the old version. I You're safe with that one. It still holds the number two spot for me. Cool. So, then
2: I will make it uh, a point check to check that, that out. out. Yeah.
0: It is a slow burn kind of drama, but...
2: And for Eugene, I'm pretty sure, aside from Showa, which we are about to start soon, um, I have seen all the other ones.
1: Nice. So you... I'm so curious what Jess's top 100 or <laughs> top 10 even would be, but yeah, you know, well...
2: Hmm. Yeah. Maybe one well, day. Let's just
1: live in mystery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've You're been yacking. That's
2: a new game. <laughs> there you go.
1: We've been yakking for so long. I think that we should give Jess the opportunity to review at least a movie or two.
0: Yes. Go ahead, and uh, you can do uh, some recently watched. We'ren't gonna have time for me and Eugene to do some because it's late. All right. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, cool. Uh, I've
2: only got two that I, are really. I mean, I've watched other things, but nothing really worth talking about. That's all right. So Go um, the two I wanted to bring up, first and foremost, uh, we finally made it out to the theater to see Krampus, which Eugene has mm. seen. Eric, you have not, correct? Correct. All right. So Eugene enjoyed this much better than I did. Um, even knowing everything that I knew going in, knowing that it was supposed to be more of a hor- you know a horror comedy than straight horror, and that I was fine with, and I was even, everyone was like, oh, you know, it shouldn't have been PG-13, it shouldn't have PG-13, and I didn't want to be on that bandwagon. I wanted to be able to make a good case where sometimes PG-13 can be pretty good, and this just for some reason didn't land for me. And it's not the horror elements that didn't land for me; it's the comedy, and that oh. I just didn't think it was that funny. And just one, Adam Scott's neck beard needs to go. I can't. <laughs> I can't even with that. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, I can't even Sorry, go. ahead. And for me, the the um what was her name? Out of the uh from Fargo, I did enjoy her very much so. But what is his name who plays their the brother in law, her husband?
1: Oh, he's uh, in he's hot top time machine. He's a character
2: yeah. actor, he just kinda plays the same yeah. thing all the time. Yeah. Um I just I just that that whole Christmas vacation kind of stereo, you know, like cliche performance of, Oh, I'm a crazy brother-in-law. You know, I bring guns to dinner and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just, eh, it's not, it's not funny to me anymore. And I was just kind of done with it. And, um, but so that, th- that was actually the problem I had is not that it wasn't like horror enough. It's just that it wasn't funny enough. So I did kind of want it to be R in that point to make it mm. more like Interest, interesting at the end, and it, it by by the time it does end, it's already had at least two other endings. And I was just like, I don't even care <laughs> at this point. But I did really enjoy wow. the little helpers, the little yes. evil gingerbread men and toys, yes. and that worm Jack in the Box thing was really awesome.
0: Yes, it was. So i did you? That's what kind of sounds like a brutal thumbs down. I, kind I'm of. Like a I pass. was not.
2: Yeah. I I don't think I need to see it again. I mean, I love Trick or Treat, and I. I even, I know that I was trying to, to be like okay, it's not going to be like that, you know, it's not R, it's not.
0: I keep hearing everyone. Whatever. It's a Gremlins. Is it like?
2: There, you know? I keep I kept hearing that too, and that's another thing is that Gremlins is like one of it that will be in, in if I if I ever make a top one hundred, it would be in there. Oh. I um, see. But the only thing that I can like in Gremlins too is the, is the Krampus' little helper. He's got, like, little evil gingerbread man and toys and stuff like that. So it is kind of like little creatures running around terrorizing a family. So that that is very Gremlins-y. And, and Eugene mentioned kind of like dolls um, and had that feeling yes. to it. And when that stuff was happening, I felt like, you know, little splatterings of trick-or-treat, like that kind of same kind of style and vibe and feeling. But it's just the beginning first act is kind of bloated for me. It's just a lot of like, okay, the family doesn't get along. They're dysfunctional. You know, oh, we're going to make fun of the the one part of the family because they drive a hybrid and we're going to make fun of the other ones because they have guns. And it was just. uh, I don't know. I was disappointed. And the more I talk about it, the more I don't like it. (laughs) Sounds like the
0: comedy was a little on the nose. Uh, yeah uh,
2: that was it it was very like like not even good tongue and cheek it was just yeah. like ha 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 i can't drive stick we have a hybrid oh okay that that's uh, hilarious. Honey, we did told you, you not did... to talk about guns at dinner. Well this family could use some gun talk at dinner. Uh, and
0: it's yeah. like uh, I
2: was I was very rubbed the wrong way and I don't I don't like to be all political with my views and movies. I try to keep them separately. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just like, Oh no, that's that's not good. I don't Quit I don't beating my,
0: my dead horse, I guess. Right.
2: It.
1: Yeah. Did you um did you like the very very ending though, or not so much the
2: the, the, the very 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 ending?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: How many yeah, the, were there? Well, yeah,
1: it was Lord of the well, Rings. Just you know, the, the, the little gotcha. Type there were thing. three.
2: There. Um, I liked that, but I would have liked the first ending better.
1: Oh really? Okay. If, when they
2: just drop him and that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that I would have preferred. That, yeah.
2: That that's a fairly spoiler free. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> And so then the only other thing that I wanted to make mention was um, I got Blood Rage from Arrow. Thank you, Arrow Films. Um, A special three-disc version of a hidden gem, or maybe not.
0: (laughs) We don't have a lot of luck with Uh, movies with blood in the title on this show. Yeah, Slasher from Joe Zito from
2: 1981. Um, And Joe Zito directed one of my probably... If I was just doing an all-time favorite slasher movie list, this one would definitely be in top five, pretty high up. The Prowler. Uh, oh, I, I really. absolutely love The Prowler. I think it's it just it's an absolutely fantastic slasher. And slashers are one of, you know, I, last show I mentioned that anthologies are probably my favorite subgenre. Slashers would be probably my second or third. Um, so I've seen a lot. There are a lot of bad ones there are a lot of good you know just okay ones there are a few here and there that are really great and Bud rage would probably fall into the just probably okay but I enjoyed the crap out of it and I don't know why <laughs> because it is the mo- uh, the whole three version three disc thing is that there's three cuts. there's a theatrical cut um, I'm, I think the other one might be like a home video cut or something like that. And then there's one, the newest one uh, that came out with this edition is a combination of the cuts. So I just watched that one just to see all the footage. And I do see why it was cut, because a lot of the time there's just a whole lot of nothing or weirdness going on that seems really out of place. I know Eugene got to watch it because I let him borrow yeah. it. And um, yeah. the this, all the scenes with the mom seemed like she should be in a different, much more serious movie. Because yep. she's always very somber and very just sitting on the couch like in tears. <laughs> and I'm, it's like, you understand because the whole thing is that she has these two sons and one went away when he was a kid to like a mental asylum because he supposedly killed these people. And the whole thing is, oh, no, it's actually the brother that, that didn't get committed. It, it's sort of a, I guess, a My Bloody Valentine would be the closest kind of yeah. uh, relationship there. Yeah. But, um... It, <laughs> <laughs> the the tagline on the cover was this year it's not cranberry sauce.
0: <laughs> what does that mean? It's, because, well, you it, know, said, blood it said, and said Thanksgiving. Bread. Yeah, it said yeah. It I get Thanksgiving. Get that, but it, for those <laughs> because... of us that hate cranberry sauce, that's a win. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: But and you know taglines they're they're usually just there on the cover for fun maybe somebody says it once but not often but in this movie i think they said it at least six times and it gets yeah. just it it gets more and more hilarious as it goes on and he just gets more outrageous with it i i guess the cranberry sauce would be the blood but
1: yeah
2: other than that it, i don't know i had a lot of fun with it i don't think eugene had as much fun but i didn't have as much fun with krampus so
1: yeah yeah um and just so you know jess um joseph zito uh I just looked this up here. He did not direct this movie. Oh, he um, did? This, the, no, I just went to just... It was directed by John Grismer. was his Grissner. name. Because <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, really? Joseph Zito directed this? I'm like... Did we I have any part it? Was Joseph Zito? Is that a known um, name, too? No,
2: Joseph, Joseph Zito did a final... Uh, Friday the 13th final chapter.
0: Yeah,
1: part Invasion four. Invasion USA. Uh-huh. Chuck Norris. Yeah. Awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: Otherwise, he's a um, horror
1: guy. I get it. I'm, yeah. 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 But I'm right there with you, Jess, on Prowler. Prowler is great. I love that movie. This movie I did not love. It's I, I actually watched the uh, – because the, you said there was a three-disc set. So I watched the Blood Rage disc, which was the uh, – I guess the uncut version, but without the added stuff. Uh,
0: Judas Priest, the there's more version. cuts of this thing than friggin' Blade yeah. Runner. Which yeah. cut are we watching yeah. here? What's going
1: on? Yeah, This one here is, um, the music was great and the gore was great, but I hated every person in this movie, especially the feathered back brothers, the feathered hair back brothers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> damn. Oh, um, But the opening kill was great. There's some pretty Um, good
2: ones. I mean, that one lady gets chopped in half. uh,
1: Yes, I liked that. (laughs) The gore was great. Uh, but it's all right, um, Jess. Just
0: just like me, you're going to have to learn that you, when discovering Eugene's taste in horror, mm-hmm. it is so <laughs> dyslexic and bipolar. It's yes. hard to Because like, I, should, I should there's, love this movie. You should. And I'm like, there's no way Eugene won't think this is a masterpiece. And he watches it and it's like, I hated it. And you're like,
1: what is going <laughs> on? Yeah, because this movie I should love, but I... Uh, it's all uh, right, Jess. You don't have to peg
0: that's, his t- you that's just That's fine. Throw him,
1: just, as long as you're throwing him
0: horror, he will be happy. And <laughs> I'll keep eating it up. Even if it's stuff he doesn't like. Yeah, so I do uh, want
2: to make, was, make an ahead. edit here real quick um, because I knew that I saw Joseph Zito's name somewhere, so I was looking it up. So he did direct a movie called Blood Rage that came out in the 80s. It's just a different movie. The one that we're oh. talking about uh, that was directed by John Grismer came out in 87. So the Joe Zito one came out in 81. So the other one, and they're both horror movies and they're both kind of like the sleazy, which is one it's of like about
0: hookers. the least intent. egregious <laughs> mistake that's ever been made on this show ever. And I'm not <laughs> editing anything out. So. <laughs> uh,
1: these two idiots but,
0: have made so many mistakes that you wouldn't yeah. even believe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I will say this, that I have a feeling, that, and I will watch Blood Rage again there is a chance that I could end up liking that movie because everything, no, love here's it. the thing, everything no, about see, it. See, Jess? I love it because he's it like,
0: might,
2: I hate now, it.
1: I hated it. I, I'm going to watch it again. But
2: now I kind of want to watch it again.
1: Yeah. Because it, it's like, it's it's bad slasher, but like, I love some bad slasher like Pieces. I love Pieces and that's a bad slasher movie. Pieces <laughs> is great.
0: But, uh, there's bad <laughs> slasher and there's bad slasher. I mean, Pieces Tourist is, Trap is, is great. Yeah, but yeah. like, ba- but like, pieces is bad, but it's totally enjoyable. You're talking yeah. about bad, like, oh, Manos bad. Maybe <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I'm just speculating.
1: Yeah, but I am oh, curious what you think will about watch it. it Eric. Three
0: more times before he makes up his mind. Yes. On it. that's fine. Yeah, and you know yeah. what? To be perfectly fair, I'm the same way with science fiction and a couple of films that I'm not going to bring up because we're saving it for next episode. <laughs> yes because i teased i bought these blu-rays uh, for one dollar and 50 cent and you won't oh, yes. until That's next right. so stay tuned for next episode but it is late we've gone on too long yeah. and we need to wrap it up uh let's do a round of plugs and jess since you have pole position we'll start with you
2: all right so i got a couple here um so at the nightlight where i work where and eugene works and uh downtown Akron we are showing Room starring Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay it is uh, very subtly set in Akron and it's about a woman who was captured um, by an abductor uh, she has a child by him and it's her raising this kid for a few years and uh, teaching him that Room is is all and nothing else is outside the world until they have to escape. And it's pretty good. It's getting a lot of Oscar buzz, so if you want to come check that out, check on the website for Times. Um, as far as other plugs go, I do you want to mention Killer POVs, another podcast? Please. Yes, because they, um, uh, I'm actually uh, doing them a, a, a kind of a fun job where I get to listen, I listen to their podcast anyway, so I'm taking notes on every movie they mention so that way. When, If you are a listener, you can go to their Facebook page on their notes tab and find out all the movies they mentioned that episode. Um, And they were so very kind to let me do this and also mention Movie Freaks podcast on their uh, respective uh, Twitter podcasts and Facebook accounts. So thank you to them. And, uh, yeah, i got a bunch of cool lists coming up here, uh, end-of-year lists for Bloody Disgusting. So if you follow me on Twitter, you can be sure to see those soon. And that's it.
0: Awesome, and I started listening to Killer POV as well because of your recommendation. I've only listened to one or two, and uh, so far I'm like, oh, I'm freaking in. Yeah, this is my kind of podcast where because uh, they're
2: like they're fun yeah. and they're but they're they're actually legitimately talking about the movies. And guess what? They talk about Larry Fessenden all the time.
0: <laughs> nice. I think he I'm was in. actually a guest. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in every movie that's ever been made <laughs> at this point. I, and I still don't recognize them, uh, But I, I have very much enjoyed the, the podcasts uh, of theirs that I've listened to, and I definitely want to give them a plug. Um, obviously, I'm going to plug uh, Cinema Sidekicks, Friends of Ours. Without them, I wouldn't have started this one. So go give them a listen even though in this last one we have been fighting because mm. they are so wrong on a lot of things but that's the joy of having opinions about movies is talking about it and discussing why do you feel this way uh, <laughs> we butt heads occasionally <laughs> we agree a lot of the time but some yeah. this this last episode a lot a lot of discussion mm. forth. Yep. with with knuckles um, all uh, differing movie uh, opinions aside still love those guys. Uh Eugene any plugs for you?
1: Um I have my own show Cinema Soft Underbelly and you can find us on iTunes, find me on iTunes. It's just me rambling about um, the underbelly of cinema, all things exploitation, horror, uh science fiction, fantasy. I try to keep it to movies that are not Hugely mainstream, but uh, on occasion I will hit on like a big mainstream movie or whatever. But for the most part, it's giallos and gory horror movies and stuff like that. But um, it's just kind of my little sideshow thing that I like to do uh, in my off time from movie freaks. So there's my little plug, And then of course, Nightlight. I work with Jess at the Nightlight, and uh, please support independent cinema and art house cinema. Make sure that you step in at the Nightlight. Awesome. I agree on all fronts, and that's gonna
0: wrap it up for episode 80 of Movie Freaks. I'm Eric Warner. I'm Eugene Weaver.
2: I'm Jessica.
0: We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.